Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com Hey everyone, welcome to the build-up show. Liverpool into Milan, a place in the Champions League quarterfinals. Up for grabs, and Paul Machen, Dan Club and Ian Young join me in the studio for this one. Um, Dan, let's call it what it is, it's one foot there already. Um, It feels a bit of a weird one because it's mad to kind of have this game against Inter Milan you know, it's going to be under the lights at Anfield Tuesday night, ostensibly to you know massive football clubs, mm-hmm. historic you know football clubs, and I it, it's I don't want to feel complacent about this in any way, shape, or form. I'm really hoping for something big, and I don't know whether that requires. I, I, I hope it doesn't require Liverpool to do something stupid mm-hmm. in order to get to that. Um, but this very much feels like there's just bigger prizes at stake. Professionalism is the order of the day. Yeah, definitely. Um, it does feel like that because obviously we pretty much had the best Inter Milan had to offer, I felt, especially in that second half in the San yeah. Siro. They looked as if they'd give their sort of 10, 15, 20 minutes worth of best football they've played all season and then we scored twice. Yeah. And if you looked at their faces when we scored the second, they looked shell-shocked yeah. because they'd give us everything and they were they were a good side for that little period. I thought mm-hmm. we were on the ropes, if anything. And it, they looked as if they'd thrown everything at us and then we scored twice in eight minutes. And if we can do that there, then in theory, we should be relatively comfortable at Anfield. Because like you say, it's got all them factors, the Anfield crowd, European nights, etc., etc., etc. Complacency is the only concern. But this Liverpool side doesn't do complacency. Well, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, it's, it's true though, isn't it? Uh, that, that game was such an odd one, wasn't it, Ian? Because like, everything Dan says there is true. There was a real sense of, I was doing the final word show afterwards and talking about it and how Inter felt as though all the momentum was them. Like, like that second half, they really kicked on and it was going to be interesting to see how Liverpool handled it. When Liverpool scored the goals, it was like, oh, that's not meant to happen. The crowd had up, we're getting into the ascendancy and then Liverpool just basically knocked them out. And it was a... It, it, I feel like there was a real chastening of, of Inter Milan there. Their form's fallen off a bit of a cliff since, albeit recovered uh, on Friday night, which we'll discuss. But yeah, I, I, I kind of tend to agree with, with Dan there. They, these are the champions, you know, the Italian champions, they're second in the league at the moment. They win the game in hand, they'll go top. But I, I'm, I feel like if we can get away, if we can go there, if we can go away and win 2 0, I don't. I don't feel overly concerned about this. I remember after the game, there was a bit of negative, a big negative about Liverpool's performance, mm-hmm. um, which I found absolutely shocking. Well, there's some professional FIFA player, I think, who was who was somewhat how he, That's right, yeah, he, I he, that they, they battered us and we were lucky and got out coached and all that kind of stuff. But, which was horseshit, But if you go back 15, year, 15 years ago when Rafa's your manager, that's a professional away performance in Europe. Yeah. But because Klopp plays the way he plays, there was a bit of negativity around it. The good thing about winning 2-0 at their ground is if they're going to progress, they have to come out tomorrow night yep. and that leaves lots of space for us to do so if we're just professional and we're not stupid and we don't do gun go should get the job done it, it, yeah it's funny because just looking at the stats from that, that game just a, a reminder of everyone of how um, you know Klopp was out coached um, <laughs> into Milan had nine shots Liverpool's 13 uh, Liverpool had two shots on target of those to Inter Milan's zero. Liverpool mm-hmm. had 54% of the possession, more passes, greater pass accuracy. Um, yeah, it was I like it was a little overstated. And that, that's not to say that they didn't cause us issues. You know, yeah. but, you know, Chalan Oglu in the, in the crossbar was a, was a big moment mm-hmm. early on. They've clearly got quality. But again, it's hard to sit here and make... Trying to, I, I, I'm, I'm like trying to draw feelings that I don't have about Inter Milan here. I felt this when we played Atletico. I felt this when we played AC. 
I just think there's a gulf yeah. between the two teams. Yeah, massively. And the Atletico one is a really good reference point because sort of both games remind me of that side. So obviously we played Atletico in the group stages, so it is different. But the away game in some line reminded me of Atletico game without all the goals, obviously. And I can only see a similar thing happening tomorrow night in terms of Atletico had to come out and play when they came to Anfield. Yeah. And Inter Milan have got to do the same. And that just plays so far into our hands, it's untrue. And we can just pick them off and potentially kill that game quite quickly. What I will say is, in terms of the first leg, is the game is skewed on that 20-minute period, I think, at the start of the second half. I think it was really even first half. Yeah. And then they come flying out the blocks, and people only really remember that. Well, we were on the ropes, yeah. let's, let's have it right, but they, they have got quality players. You know, they're Serie A champions. They're going to cause teams problems, but we handled it, and we've handled AC Milan, and we've handled Atletico Madrid. So really, we should be okay. Yeah, exactly that. And, and look, Perisic gave Trent a tricky... Evening, I think it's fair to say. You know, I thought it was quite interesting. Trent's performance at the weekend was a nice one. I think I think Ross was handled on the socials at the weekend, put this out about like how anyone who thinks this idea that Trent's not very good defend uh, defensively kind of got that, you know, slapped in the face a little bit. Klopp talked about it. You know, like I like when Klopp gets asked these questions that only seem to exist on social media (laughs) and he's like like what? Yeah. <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> Genuinely, someone says that. But you know, to, to, to the credit, Perisic did have a have a good old game. He's, he's got pace. He can cause problems. Seeing Lautaro Martinez got a hat trick on Friday night mm-hmm. against Salernitana. Uh, Zecha was their top goal scorer. Backed a couple in that game. I don't. I think we need to be wary of that. And the one thing, going back to those games that I mentioned, that AC Milan game. We're the, we're the agents of our own demise a little bit in that. We, we're playing probably some of the best football I've ever seen at Anfield. Yeah. And then we started playing some silly passes. We started getting this complacency that we mentioned early. They'll have, you mentioned it before, they're going to have to come at us. They're going to have to look to try and sting us. I'd back us to do it, but we can't be stupid either. No, I don't think we'll be stupid either. And I think something to... Trent really is, is a very intelligent footballer and the things that he thinks he needed to be stronger with against Perisic, against Inter Milan, I think he'll learn from that and I think he'll be stronger tomorrow night. I think that's just the type of player Trent is. Um, I'm, I'm a bit like you, Chris. I, I said, it's horrible, that's fine. It, it, I, I'm a bit... <laughs> I better off this all poor. the time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but I'm a bit like you that I, I don't... I'm not overly concerned about the game, Paul. I'm, not, I'm a bit. Yeah, well done, uh, second time. Well yeah, done. Yeah, 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 make sure I got in this time. I'm learning like Trent. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I just don't see the, a massive issue. But I think if we're professional about it, we'll get there. We'll we'll get the we'll get the points and we'll be through to the next round. Yeah. Um, obviously, fingers crossed. Uh, at the moment, I mentioned this before. Obviously, Perisic is a doubt for this game, so it might play into Liverpool's hands. They had uh, Matteo Darmian playing there mm-hmm. um, on Friday night, which is a funny old blast from the He's past. Step down, isn't it? Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, at the risk of like you know famous <laughs> last words and all yeah, that well, kind of I'll stuff. I'll say it if you want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I just. They've got, they have got quality and they have got, I don't know, it's, it's hard to Liverpool to go and prove it because I, I honestly thought at the weekend, I think we made harder work at West Ham than maybe we should have done, Dan, you know, in, in some regards. And I thought that they would, I thought West Ham would tire and I thought mm. Liverpool would take the game away from them. But it does go to show that if you've got a game plan and you've got a little bit of quality in the right areas, they can cause problems. But that's what the onus is on Liverpool. And the onus isn't actually on Liverpool. So so maybe I'm, maybe I'm putting more pressure on than the needs be mm. because... Let's be honest, we could just sit in and defend for 90 minutes. Yeah. There's no, there actually isn't an onus on Liverpool to attack, but equally, you'd be thinking because of the no away goals thing, go and get a goal in the first half and you've basically put this game to bed. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, we weren't vintage Liverpool by any stretch of thought on Saturday, but we obviously did enough to get the job done. Um, I think we've, we've spoke about it in the previous show, I think David Moyes should get a decent amount of credit, and I don't say that easily because I'm not a big David Moyes fan, but his game plan worked well. The only thing is, Inter Milan have to play a different game plan to what David Moyes brought to Liverpool yeah. on Saturday. They have to come out and be the be the aggressors in this game. They can't afford to sit back and maybe nick one on the counter, which is what essentially West Ham were trying to do for large periods. They have to try and get the ball down and try and be the ones playing. And that just suits us down to the ground. Like, how many times have we seen teams come and try and play Liverpool at their own game and we just dismantle them? Yeah. And that's why I always refer back to that Atletico Madrid game. They had to come to Anfield and go against everything they would have. Diogo, Diogo Simeone would have been 
crying out inside to come and sit back, but he couldn't. Mm-hmm. And Inter Milan, if they'd have got a decent result in Milan a couple of weeks ago, would have done very similar. But they can't. Yeah. They've got to come and play, and I just think we pick them up. But I am very often confident about the Liverpool games. But I am extremely confident before tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, notwithstanding the fact that, as mentioned, Friday night, 5 0 win over Selena Tana. This is how they lined up. They had Handanovic, Skrinar, De Vrij, Bastoni as the back three. Uh, Dumfries, Barella, Brozovic, uh, Chalanoglu, and Damian in the midfield, and Zecho Martinez up front. And what really interesting about Latona Martinez is like, he had this incredible goal scoring run in the first half of the season. And that's the first goals he scored in Serie A since. The- December, I think that the twenty second December was the last time he done. Now he took his goals really well, but yeah. that he was the one. I'm really hoping, Ian, that yes, you know, he, they'll be hoping that that's his confidence restored and he can go back to being the machine that he was in the first half of the season. I'm fingers crossed, hoping that he remains the guy who absolutely pooed his pants when he was running towards Virgil Van Dijk um, in the in the first leg because. Obviously, Zecho, Zecho's a threat. We know Zecho can be a threat, but he's the one I think who's got more of the skill set that could hurt us. But yeah, it was a real. It must have. It felt like an eye opener for him in that last game where he's running through in Serie A. He's, he's tearing towards the goal. He sees Virgil Van Dijk in front of him and takes a casual detour as far away from him as possible. I think I said all the time when the final word show after the game was that it was as if Virgil van Dijk had like a game pad and he was controlling where Martinez was going he was totally in control of that position I think Van Dijk I think Martinez is the type of player that Van Dijk likes to play up against less so Jekyll I think Jekyll will give him a bit more of a try well he'll try and nudge Virgil van Dijk out the game well, he won't get very well, far really. yeah. he won't get very far really. but he's the one who you'd think if anybody was going to get a glimmer against Van Dijk, it'd probably be Zecho. Um I think Van Dijk very much is more than a match for Martinez. As good as Martinez has been at the start of the season, when you think of Inter Milan, you think of Martinez. I think Zecho's probably the one who I'd be more concerned with, but... He's like what, ninety-seven? Yeah, but basically, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, just in terms of how their their goals have been spread out so far this season, all comps. Yeah, Zach old as he Martinez in the Champions League. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was going to say. I know you've had to say that, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. mad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I really just, like him. But he hasn't scored in Champions League yet. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like. Yeah, let's make sure that continues and that yeah. can go on for another season <laughs> at the very least. But yeah, uh, all comps, this is uh, um, 37 played from Zecho, 16 goals, 6 assists. He, he, he defies age and logic, as all players do in setting that. To, to be <laughs> yeah. fair. So really, actually, horseshit what I've just said yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Everyone goes on forever in Serie A. Uh, Martinez, yeah, 15 goals, two assists, and then uh, Chalanoglu's there with six goals and eight, Benita. and then Alexis Sanchez, um, the lesser spotted, albeit he is the man, uh, the face of our uh, thumbnail for this for this show. Um, yeah, so yeah, we, we kind of know what we kind of know what we're going to get from them at, at this point. Um, we are going to have a little discussion. Uh, we picked, we started this a few weeks ago. That John Motson's picked his top fifty um, commentary moments of all time. We're going to talk about the top ten in a sec, uh, and when we return from that, we're going to be looking at the Liverpool lineup and what that could potentially be as well. Uh, but I've got a trivia question, uh, which we will answer in a few moments. Seven former Liverpool players have also played for Inter Milan. Uh, two of them were actually direct transfers as well. Uh, I want the seven former Liverpool players. I want you to name them, do it in the comments, do it in the Discord group, uh, and some major bragging rights will be on the line if you manage to get all of those right uh, without obviously Googling them, which is the <laughs> easiest answer to all of that. Uh, one or two, I was a little bit, oh yeah, remember him. Uh, so yeah, plumb the depths of your football and Liverpool trivia knowledge and I'll give the answer. Uh, in a little bit hey guys it's Steve here hopefully you are enjoying this podcast just want to let you guys know if you want even more Red Men TV goodness in your ears every single show that we produce over on our subscription service Red Men Plus also comes in podcast format so you can get all of our amazing content on the go hopefully you enjoyed that one and hopefully you enjoyed the rest of the show a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Sound. Uh, let's fly back into it then. The trivia question was: Seven former Liverpool players have also played for Inter Milan. Um, I, can only think, I can only think of two. Well, Do you think of the two? Oh, yeah. I've said Ince and Robbie Keane. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Ince, Paul, and Robbie Keane. Yeah. Balotelli, Coutinho. Balotelli Coutinho, yeah. yeah. You've in fact you've managed it. The two direct transfers there were Paul Ince and Phil Coutinho, the only yeah. two transfers between the clubs. Seven and a half million for Shh, Coutinho. I know, ridiculous, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> so we got Balotelli, Coutinho, Ince, Keane. There's three more. I want to say a random goalie. Is there a goalie in there? There is a very random goalie like a, in there. Not Doney. Not Doney. Yeah. Perhaps one of the most beautiful men ever to play in goal. It's maybe just his baby blue eyes that just stuck out to me. I know, but I'm not even helping there. He's a very, very obscure. <laughs> and maybe, I think he maybe, he, but wants a maximum of two, two appearances for us <laughs> in the North. Jones? No, but it's. No, definitely. They have signed some random players into Milan to be fair. They have signed some very, very <laughs> random players indeed. Okay, well, we'll circle back to him. I'll see if the comments get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, two more, both wingers attacking, or attacking mids. One of them definitely a winger. Only played for Liverpool on loan. And the other one won the league and the European Cup with us in the last few seasons. Hey. Um. <laughs> oh, Jordan. Jordan There you go. Silly, Big Shaq, the power cube himself. Far too long, <laughs> um, and played on loan was the other one. Yep. Aquilani was never there, was he? Nope. No. Shaheen. Uh, Who? He played for... Sahin, no. Nope. No, no. Oh, no, no, Sahin. He was Dortmund, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, right the answer was Victor Moses. Victor Moses. Oh, yeah. yeah, never getting that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the other, um, if you've gotten this, by the way, and I don't think anyone got this in the comments, shout me out if you did. Daniele Padelli. Padelli, uh, ah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Stunning human being, by the way. Uh, I don't know if he still did he play for, Did he actually play? I think he got white. I think he played yeah. against Charlton, I think, and I just remember them pushing everything out. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you've got all seven of them, you're an absolute genius. Give yourself a huge pat on the back. You're amazing. I hope you have a wonderful day in life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, Sam. Um, okay, um, let's talk about Liverpool and how they're going to get into this game. Uh, John Matip missed the game at the weekend and with illness. There's no... I don't think there's any great pressure to bring him back in for this, but we, we, I think we're reaching a situation where when Matip's available, Matip plays. Yeah. If Canati has to play, I think it's a big shrug. I think particularly because the Zecho thing, I've got no problem with him going up against him. He's actually had a really good record playing against tall, ageing target men centre-forward. I think he's done a good job of that so far. Either way, it's... it's a pretty comfortable position to be in. Yeah, it's much of a muchness, isn't it? I think um, Canate's performance on the weekend pretty much reaffirmed what we'd all been saying in terms of he is top class and he's also suited to playing against players like Michel Antonio. Um, so I've got no issue, really, whichever one of them plays. I think you're right in terms of we'd rather, and Klopp would rather, have Matip's experience and know-how of these sort of games, if possible. But at the same time, if it was Canate, I don't think anyone bats an eyelid. Yeah. yeah. I think Canate. I think he's I just, that good. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Every time I watch Canate play, I just you can just see the future of Liverpool there. And I get that too with Joe Gomez, but I think Joe Gomez has got a bit of a 
he's got a bit of a mountain to climb mm-hmm. at this point. And I, I'd back him to do it because I think he's yeah. a terrific player too. But you look at Canate and it's like someone's made this hybrid between Van Dyke and Matip to some extent. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's huge. He's so strong. He's got incredible pace. He reads the game pretty well. And look, there's definitely some rough edges that still need to be sanded off him. But the beauty is, is that, Cool. I mean, there's a chance that we've got this. We've got this lad here who, in any bygone era of Liverpool, you just be in, and he'd be playing every yeah. week, and we can afford to go. Eh, actually, maybe we don't play him against Inter Milan. Maybe we can just put our other one of our other world class centre halves in. I, I can't remember Virgil Van Dijk when he was 22, 23, but I can't imagine being much different from Canate. Canate is absolutely phenomenal for his age because it's. Sense after the position you grow into as you get older, and you mm-hmm. you don't normally reach what you're going to be to like 27, 28. So it's scary to be yeah. scared to me what Canati can be because he's an absolute beast. I said it before on the final word show that people say that if you can make the perfect central defender on the computer, you normally come up with Van Dijk. I think you pretty much say the same for Canati. Now he's got everything. He's absolutely huge. He's got pace. He can pass. He can tackle when needed to, mm-hmm. but also like. Van Dyke is clever enough that he doesn't make tackles that he doesn't need to make either. Yeah. So, Canate is just... It's nice that you don't have to play him every game, but I think if he's playing for any other Premier League team in the country, he starts every game. Yeah, yeah and I, I completely agree with that. I mean, the one thing we, talk, we talked about, it, they're not... In Martinez and Zecher, they've not, they've not tons of pace. And Martinez is not slow, but he's also not an absolute speed merchant. No. If they're forced to go with Damian down that side, if Perisic can't make the 11, then that does hamper a little bit what we're doing. And maybe it's one of those situations where Matip would come back in. But it's an, I, I wonder if this is just a nice character for Canata and just go, you know, yeah, you know, there's no there's no need for us to rush Matip back. If he's been ill, mm-hmm. then there'll be there's plenty of other games for for Matip to come back into reward Canate, give him another game back to back, big Champions League game, another nice test for him. What I'm kind of driving is that you'll learn more, I think, from giving this game to Canate than Matip. Listen, when we get to the really really business end of this tournament, if we get that far. At this point, I think Matip will, will, will always come in for the must-win yeah. games, the big games. But this is a nice, I say it's a free hit because it's a tough game against Inter Milan, but it actually is, there's a potential great learning opportunity to give Canate another, another Yeah, there team. is, yeah. And I think it is a really good opportunity because we haven't seen him play back-to-back very often, have we? We've seen him sort of dropped in and out of games quite a lot. But this, to me, smacks of a chance to give him that back-to-back game. And... And it's testament to how well he's done. I mean, you both waxed lyrical about his quality there, and I completely agree. Um, that foot race with Michel Antonio, I thought, was a really nice moment on Saturday. But yeah, he's got everything required, um, and I've got absolutely no qualms about him playing in this game. And that just shows how well he's done in his short Liverpool career so far. I mean, I said in the in the show earlier, I think he's played 18 times and we haven't lost yet. And there's eight clean sheets in that. <laughs> well, so one of them would yeah. do. Well, it's funny, isn't it? Because everyone's going about this Virgil van Dijk unbeaten home record and like quietly... Yeah. Yeah. And Arte's just building up his own little one along the way. No, it's a very encouraging situation to, to, to be in, to be perfectly honest. I mean, it does go back to that conversation of like, I'm really not certain how Gomez gets the run of games that he needs. But at this point, you know, it's like there's a lot, you can always find things to worry about, can't yeah, you? Instead yeah, of looking, yeah. at the, looking at the positives, Liverpool have got three well, largely fit and informed centre halves to, 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 to pick from, from this game. The Gomez stuff, he might find himself in in a position where you'll get a few isolated runs. I mean, look, from Liverpool's perspective, you're kind of hoping you don't need Gomez mm-hmm. because if you if you need Gomez, it means you've got problems elsewhere. Yeah. You hope there's enough games there, maybe whether it's the FA Cup. May, you know, There's a chance he might bring him off the bench in this one just to, you know, just to get him a couple more minutes or whatever. Get him to get into the summer and, let it, and work out what you need to do with him right now. Yeah, there's the three lads and they... They're the ones who we're gonna we're probably gonna pick from. For I'm just summer. gonna say that yeah, I think it's a reset for Gomez in the summer. I think get a full preseason behind them, and then go again next season, depending on where his mind's at when the summer comes. Um, but all four of our centre backs, I think, get into most Premier League teams. They're just they're just, they're just that good. It's, yeah. it's it's a far cry from last season when we had <laughs> Nat Phillips and Rich Williams lining yeah. up and getting us to the Champions League. 
this season, which was absolutely ridiculous, by the way. Yeah. But just far, far cry from it. It is. It feels like a, it's just a mad world, isn't it? Where you sat here going, oh, gosh. Are we going to pick Matip? Are we going to pick Carter? <laughs> and Joe Gomez can probably. Well, what worry about Gomez in, yeah. in three months' time when we get to the summer <laughs> instead of being like, oh my God, anyone, please. Can you know, all the jokes of like, oh, Paul and Chris, can you play centre half? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and here, here we are. Um, in terms of the other, the other positions and stuff, I thought it was really interesting again at the weekend, Dan Al. The fact that we were going, the game, my uncle gave us, a, gave us a lift and he was going, oh, some injury problems in midfield. I'm going to struggle to put a midfield out. So then you looked at not just the midfield but the bench yeah. and it was like that Curtis was still there and, and, and Milner was still there and Ox was were all on the all on the bench and that's not counting the three that actually made it into the into the eleven. Be interesting to see what they do this time around and whether he does look to freshen things up a little mm-hmm. bit or is there anyone there for you who you're like he, he deserves to oust the midfield that started at the weekend not in the midfield if I'm being honest I'm quite happy to see that same midfield I mean Klopp kind of panicked us all didn't he in the press conference prior to West Ham by suggesting that Cato and Jones were still doubtful yeah. and obviously they both feature and obviously Cato starts the game but for me I don't see I mean Thiago obviously we're going to touch on him in a minute probably he's still too doubtful for this and he probably wouldn't start the yeah. game even if he was fit um, so yeah, I think that midfield from the weekend, obviously Cater, Henderson, and Fabinho stays as is for this one. There's other departments whereby, particularly ahead of that, whereby we could talk about. Mm-hmm. But for me, the midfield is strong enough. Yeah, what about you? I think Curtis Jones might come in for Cater just because I don't think they, he wanted to play Cater for two games on the run at the moment because mm-hmm. he wasn't available midweek. Um, and I think he's got a little bit more finesse about him than Cater, something that we might mean. The fact that he the fact that he came on and then went and ran into the corner. Although Milner told him to, he yeah. still had the head to go up there and go, Yeah, let's just get this game closed off and let's get it finished. It was one of my wonderful satisfaction moments <laughs> where I was screaming in the ground, Oh god, I flag, god, I yeah. and he did it's like he was celebrating it. If it was Milner, if it wasn't for Milner, <laughs> Curtis Jones is quite turning inside down the shop. We know, we know that. Yeah. <laughs> we that. I the, the Curtis Jones stuff I think is quite interesting there, actually. Um, Dan because he had that brilliant first half in, in the week mm-hmm. and he was looked ready to really yeah. kick on and it was so unfortunate that he gets the that he, that he gets the, the knock and the injury I mean obviously I've actually not even mentioned Harvey Elliott in mm-hmm. this as well there's an opportunity it's, it's how we're going to manage this I think he'll take it as he'll do this as professionally as possible because I don't think it's worth a gamble but there is a case that Brighton is the game that is you know that needs to needs to be won, and whether we might see him just shuffling the pack a little bit, but to the point, you could easily see Curtis Jones come into this one. You could easily see Harvey Elliott. Come yeah, in. you could with either of them. Um, I think they're both probably deserving of game time. I just don't see this being the game whereby they get it. Um, I think Ian's point's a good one in terms of Curtis Jones's finesse, but Cater was outstanding on Saturday for me against West Ham, and I thought defensively he was really good as well. And we are going to need that as much as I sort of talk glowingly about Liverpool's chances and hopes in this game, which I still believe to be true. We are going to have to work hard for it, and I'm not saying Curtis Jones can't do that because he can. I just don't see this being a game whereby you give him that start. I think we've got games, like we talk about Joe Gomez, we've got games coming yep. whereby he could easily come into the side. We've got Watford at home in a couple of weeks and we've got the FA Cup game in a couple of weeks. So for me, this is as strong as possible. Get the game done and then deal with Harvey Elliott, Curtis Jones from there. And you've got the five subs option there as well, yeah. really, yes. where you can do what you want. I I, I, I I, tend to agree. I think, if it dep- and it depends on his mentality on this, I see no reason why Fabinho, Hendo and Cater don't just go again in this mm-hmm. and the, but apart from a mentality which we don't we won't be privy to around cater is that we are we are clearly getting greater change out of cater yeah. than we have we're getting a good old run of fitness and form out of him here but we are also being careful in how mm-hmm. in how we use him and i i can't see i don't he's not going to play the 90 but then again, he doesn't need to play the 90. And the only way I think he doesn't start this is if he's just thinking, you know what, I, I, I really want him for Brighton, so I'm going to put out, I'll maybe give him half an hour. I'll give yeah. Curtis 60, I'll give him half an hour, and then he starts again at, at the weekend. But it kind of feels much for us. Like, again, yeah. I wouldn't be asked if Oxley Chamberlain started this one. No. Yeah. Elliot started in the San Siro as well, obviously. Yeah. So there's all them options, but. Yeah, that has to be taken into account. The cater stuff, obviously, but for me, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, same. I still think I, I, I generally think Curtis Jones will come in. I just think because 
if he wants Cater for Brighton and he plays him against Inter, I can't ever remember Cater playing three games on the run. Mm. So I think it'll be one or the other, Brighton the, or Inter. Yeah, the only time he ever put a real run down was in like restarts when he played. I think he mm. figured in every one of the games. Yeah. I think one of them was like a nine-minute sub-appearance, but not, nevertheless, that was his most available period of and actually playing on, on, on the pitch. But yeah, I, I've got the sneaky feeling that you kind of Thiago is obviously who we want, and the trying to and the and I think he's looking at Caton and going. I think he is the closest yeah. approximation in that. So they're trying to make sure that they can get him on the pitch as much as possible, so they're not undermining everything that they're trying to do. So that when Thiago does come in, he just slots in, yeah. and and the whole thing just goes yeah, goes definitely. up a notch. Um, Diaz, I'm sure you spoke about him on the final word because he was <laughs> he was just. An absolute joy to watch again, eh? But he feels very much to me like he's. I think he's earning his stripes. I think, and I think we saw that with that great run through the middle of the team. I think if it's any player other than Mohamed Salah making a, on the shoulder in front of him, I think he just barrels towards goal. But I feel like there was a little moment of him going, "Can I play Salah? And can I play Salah? And can I play Salah? I can't. Ah, right. Okay, never mind. I've been brought down." I think he's still, yeah, he's thinking about the other lads that he's playing with a bit. And we saw this with Jotter a bit in the yeah, first yeah. half of last season. At some point, he's going to become dead greedy and he's probably going to score a million goals. Yeah, and I don't think it's that far away either. I think at the latest, it's the start of next season after he's had a full pre-season behind him and yeah. he's played the, and he's played with the squad a lot more and he's trained with them a lot more and he knows their runs and they know his. Um I think he, I think he might sit out tomorrow night. You know, I think, I think Jota, I think Jota might come in, and I think he might use Luis Diaz from the bench if needed. Mm-hmm. Because again, we're two 0 up against Inter Milan, Inter Milan, and I know we don't want to be stupid as we've said before, but that Brighton game just weighs so much, especially with it being Brighton away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just can't afford to drop any points at all. Yeah, in the league. Yeah, it's. Um... It, yeah, I think what we saw at the weekend, Dan, was another example of the squad management with the front three. Yeah. The fact that Salah comes off, actually, because I, I, we were having a little debate in the stands about it, of like, how do you take Mane off again? Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you start if you can if you continue if you continually persist with Mane being the one, it's like, what are you telling him? Yeah. Whereas actually being able to say to Salah, no, 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 come on, you know, it's your turn. It's your turn to get a little bit of rest here. But you know, he, he's at the moment he's he's doing a good job. Klopp, I think, of managing the four guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how that works when Firmino comes back to availability yeah. again. That there's going to be some major questions asked, but. Instinctively, to you, what does it feel like? You, what do you feel like the front three is likely to be in this one? Um, for me, it's Salah, Jota, Mane, as well. I think Diaz. Uh, listen, I'm currently running the Louis Diaz fan club, um, <laughs> but he's a fill to watch, isn't he? But for me, he can also uh, have a serious impact off the bench, um, which I'm not entirely sure. Do. Jota does to a certain extent, but he simply can't bench. Mohamed Salah, that's a no-brainer. But on, on that point in terms of his management, I think that was really important what he did the weekend in terms of bringing Salah off because Manu was obviously annoyed in the final when he came off and it was slightly unfair because Salah had been crowded out of that game. In a similar way, he was crowded out against West Ham, actually. So to bring Salah off probably perked Mane up a little bit. He thought, yeah. oh, sorry, it's not just me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah, happens yeah. to other people yeah, as well. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So that was probably really important and really nicely done, actually, from Klopp, I thought. But yeah, tomorrow night, I'd go with that that what I like to call the uh, Atalanta front three now in terms yeah. of Mane, Giotto and Salah. <laughs> yeah. um, every time we play an Italian side, that always comes back for some reason. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah that'd be me tomorrow night because like I say, I think that's a really strong front three. That's got goals in it for start, which we haven't seen from Diaz yet. He's got one, obviously, but the end product is just lacking. But if you can throw him into the mix for half an hour to go, then when they're tired, dear me. And this is, this is how Giotto came into the side, mm-hmm. was... Mane's playing really well, he's doing 60, 65, 70, and then Jota comes in and you don't see any drop-off of level at all. And I agree, in, in, in this, if you want to really make put a statement down here, that team that we... Yeah, any, if you don't start in, the team is more than good enough. The Atalanta, the Atalanta 3 yeah. is more than capable of getting the business done. But 
getting Liverpool into the swing now of because we've been a little unfortunate if you think about it because obviously the Firmino injury is, is, is a thing but Jota just getting injured before the final mm-hmm. we've actually been quite lucky that Diaz has come in at that, at that time because yeah. he's been able to pick up the slack but we haven't quite been able to rotate everyone at peak fitness whereas this actually might be now Jota got a little rest at the weekend Salah got a bit of a rest Diaz is now up, up and running where yeah, you know, we could just theoretically Ian go, okay, Sam, 3 0. Right, let's just unleash Diaz and, and, and see what he can do on, on, on Tyre and into Milan. And, and the other thing about Lewis Diaz as well, he offers something completely different mm-hmm. to what the others do. He, he almost offers what Mane first offers when he first came in, which is unpredictability. Yeah. He makes different runs to the other to the other players that we've got. So. If we're giving Inter Milan a ton of time and then they feel like they might be getting the feeling out and we're starting to control them a little bit, well, yeah, then go and deal with Lewis Diaz, then go and through, deal with something a little bit different. Let's go and spread, let's go and widen the game out a little bit and create a few extra spaces. Yeah, absolutely. I swear, I'm trying to, how many positions are really up for grabs here? Because it being Inter Milan, it being a big game. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a chance we rest Hendo again because you know we, we've been clearly trying to limit Henderson's minutes, and this might not be the worst idea. You know, you could see him start the six, and you could therefore see minutes for Oxley Chamberlain or Harvey Elliott and one of Jones and, and Cater. It wouldn't be the maddest shout ever, but it does feel like because it's a Champions League game and it's a big game, the maximum it'll be one of the centre halves. But I would imagine that if Matip's fit, he probably just will start. Mm-hmm. It's the left sided midfielder, yeah. and then it's either the centre forward or the left or the left winger. There's not lots of of, of wiggle room in here, but uh, let us know in the comments um, how that impacts your 11s. Let us know your 11s and what you think they'll be and who you think the front three should be. Uh, we are going to go through our 11s and we're going to look at the other Champions League fixtures and get through some of your comments and super chats uh, and the Club Legend Discord as well. Uh, after a very short break, I spoke to Neil Jones on this week's Jano Insight Show, uh, streaming on Redmen Plus, chatting about Liverpool uh, and a potential involvement in a, in a, a renewed, like, horror villain coming back from the dead Super League Super League Neil um, Rugby yeah unfortunately not because at the mm. moment well, that's a, it's not so big a story that if you type Super League into Google the, 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 the Rugby Super League doesn't still Side come line, up headline yeah. but uh, we actually we'll do some more of the genuine Insight game from the Discord chat in a second but um, CZ Red actually asked this is there any chance that the Super League is happening with Liverpool involved uh, with them involved or not how different will this be from the new proposal for the Champions yeah. League etc it, it just feels like that today this is really just Come, almost come back well, up no, there's out of nowhere. A, there's a, there's a um, conference being arranged by the Financial Times in, in London, so there's obviously people speaking. I think Javier Tebas, the La Liga president, um, Seferin, the, the UEFA president, have been speaking, so that's that's why it's, it's on the agenda. Uh, I mean, do, does it surprise me that it's come back to the table? No, I think, we, I think everyone, when, when we spoke about it, said, you know, don't don't think you've sort of chopped the head off the beast. You know there'll, there'll be something else coming at some point. Does it surprise me that it's happening now? Yeah, and to be honest, it disgusts me that whoever I don't think Liverpool are, are behind this assault of it. I don't think any of the Premier League clubs are. I think it's pretty clear the three main protagonists of it. I think it's disgusting um, that you know another coup is gonna gonna happen in in the world of football when. I think a lot of eyes are, well, should be distracted and are distracted by much, much bigger and, and more more um, consequential events. I don't know. Liverpool aren't saying anything at the moment. I, I think I think the general feeling, I think the Telegraph, I think Sam Wallace wrote in the Telegraph that none of the Premier League clubs have any intention of returning to it. I think the the the, the story that you might have up on your screen there mm-hmm. suggests that Tottenham and Arsenal have just been binned anyway. <laughs> and there's only 10, 10 clubs now as opposed to the 12. Yeah. And they're the two that have had the chop. Maybe someone's well, not that- scrolled that far down the league table. Yeah. 
Yep, check out the full Jano Insight show, streaming exclusively on Redmen Plus. If you want a big old chunk of that, we put a smart on YouTube on the weekends. But yeah, we were talking about the future of Jürgen Klopp. Uh, we were talking more on the Super League stuff and a little bit about uh, Nuro 11, who came to the forefront uh, after the League Cup final. The guys uh, working behind the scenes to make Liverpool uh, sharper and, and, and more mentally strong. Uh, you could argue the people behind them, the whole mentality monsters thing, uh, being reborn in the last year or so. Uh, yeah, that show every single week with Neil Jones uh, get on it. Right, sound. Um, I asked the question uh, of the front three who starts up front against Inter in our Club Legend Discord chat. Uh, Danny Hartree Smith is our wonderful mod over here on YouTube as well, saying Sadio for sure, not biased or anything. Uh, Mo may want to prove something after the weekend. That's an interesting point. Um, and Jit is a genuine attempt to drop Salah and play Mane, Jota, Diaz. Wow. Maybe we just go with Mane, Jota, Salah though. Jota, Defo starts this one uh, and Matty Cater says Mane, Mo and Jota for me uh, lining up with what we've said so far the Salah stuff's quite interesting I think uh, Dan because he's I think he's looked sharper than I expected him to mm-hmm. I think he's I don't say he's, he's not toiling in front of goal at all to, to overstate it but I think he's he's not quite come back in the electric goal form I think we need to be careful with him because he we know Salad. He wants to play every game. He's a supreme human being when it comes to fitness and stuff. I don't think there's any chance he doesn't play in this game because I don't think you can tell Mo Salad he doesn't play no. Champions League games. Um, but I, w- it will be interesting to see what we do with him in the coming weeks mm-hmm. because you want to make sure that by the time we get to that final month of the season, that he has got stuff in the tank yeah definitely I think it'd just be a case of like you say being careful with him and being smart with decision making around him I think taking him off in games would be really important particularly if we get into positions whereby games are done and dusted for instance tomorrow night if we get two goals up tomorrow that's 4-0 and aggregate that's the point whereby you can say okay Salah off you come now get your 20 minutes because those sort of little intervals obviously we know about all the zones that the fitness guys use they're really important to give them their minutes break yeah. um, but for me his form he's got four goals two of them penalties since he come back from AFCON obviously and I don't think he has looked particularly at his sharpest particularly in front of the goal because obviously he has that huge chance early on against West Ham which Mo Salah nine times out of ten scores but for me I said earlier on in the final words I think opposition teams have done a really good job on him in the past couple of weeks yeah. I think Chelsea Anthony Rudiger in particular did a really good job on him I think he was too strong for him I think he was too powerful which is not a bad thing Rudiger's a very good player yeah. I think West Ham outnumbered him quite a lot on the weekend I think often whenever Salah picked the ball up he had three men on him straight away which yeah. just created more room for the other players so yeah. one of them things I'm, I've seen a lot of criticism of Salah's performance obviously someone there thinks he should be potentially dropped which is everyone's entitled to opinion but for me no, I think teams are playing well against him. Not a particular concern about his form. And I don't think Liverpool will have major concerns. I looked at him against West Ham and yeah, I think everything that's been said is sort of right. But it's just how unplayable he is and how much attention he draws and how he just has everyone around him on strings at all times. You know, his, his close control is better than I've ever seen it. And these are the kind of games where all of a sudden Salah scores a brace and then he'll go on score at the weekend, and then he'll score in the next game. And then you, you, you've the what I'm kind of driving at here is, is if he's in a slump, and I'm not really sure he is, the best players in the world, you just play them through, and he'll just continue to be. As good I was just going to say he'll just play himself out. He'll just play out of whatever dip and form this is. Um, he scores that first goal in the first minute against West Ham and the one that miscontrols the conversations are completely different. Yeah. Um, you've got to remember he went to Afcon where he was. The whole team was on his shoulders. Yeah. He's had the final disappointment. He's had to come back. The team that won it, their main player is in the actual same squad as him back in the Premier League and Mane. So he has to look at Mane every day. We've beat him to that trophy, yeah. which is going to affect you slightly, isn't yeah, it? You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Especially when you come off a game. Well, tell us Sadio saw how sad he was and went, please don't mention it. Yeah, yeah. He's just won one of the, the trophies that he's always wanted to win. Yeah. It's like the greatest achievements in his entire career. And he's like... Feel a bit sorry for me. Clocks like that, and don't mention it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Faulty towers going on. There's a lot like that. Mo. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay Don't mate. mention the Afghan. You're right. <laughs> yeah, sad. Um, so, uh, right, well, let's have a little quick look at the um, the fixtures. Actually, just started, before we do, actually, the lineup last time, just whether, whether it informs anyone's decisions when we played into first leg. Alisson, Robertson, Van Dijk, Canate, Trent Alexander Arnold. Thiago, Fabinho, Elliot. So obviously Henderson didn't start that one. Mane, Jota, Salah. So yeah, let me know your 11s and what you think uh, the Reds should be starting at Anfield Tuesday night. Um, in terms of the other Champions League games, then uh, also playing on Tuesday, Bayern and uh, Salzburg. Finally balanced uh, at a 1-1 aggregate in that so far. Wednesday, see City, who have absolutely just basically ended the Sporting Lisbon <laughs> as a sporting institution 5 nil up that will be a, a procession if ever there was one Real Madrid PSG I think is really interesting Dan because that was a big opportunity for PSG at home mm-hmm. to really go and you know and put the put the tie to bed and what have you and you would imagine PSG will still be able to, to, to do that at the, at the Bernabeu mm. but Real I don't know I think Real played to, to stifle Big time through the week, and whether this is the game where they go, okay, Sam, we'll let the shackles off and we'll go and go and make it a game. One driving, I think this is going to be a hell of a game. Yeah, I think so as well. I think that's definitely game on because I agree with you. I think Real Madrid and Carlo Ancelotti obviously were probably would have took one nil given yeah. the way they played in that first leg. That they would have been made up with a nil nil draw. That was quite clearly the plan. But one nil's far from game over there. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, 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 it's the same. Um, this is this is the season that PSG we want to push on, and they'd want to be a season. I think more than any time before, this is the season that it matters most. The Champions League to PSG and City, and I think that will be. Let's be honest, PSG don't really don't got much competition in their league, have they? So it's a it's a real opportunity for Real there again in front of their own fans mm-hmm. to show the whole European pedigree thing. I think we fell a bit far of it last year, yeah. albeit in far more trying circumstances for what we were, what we were trying to do and where we were in our season. But yeah, they'll have a. Re- I think that's going to be a real like blood and thunder you know Real Madrid you know we'll see because we all the things we said about them last year oh they're a bit old and a bit past look mm. they're still the same team from five years before blah 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 but there's something about that that, that works in, in European football and the thing about PSG is that that undercurrent of like Messi's not been great no. and they don't really like Pochettino very much as well and mm. all the pressure is on him of course and he will be feeling that acutely as well that You've been handed the greatest, the keys to the greatest car you've ever had in your entire life, and yeah. you're never likely to get. And can you get over the finish line with it? Fascinating stuff. Uh, obviously, we're a week away from the, the the rest of the return legs. United is still one all with Atletico Madrid. Uh, Ajax Benfica is at two two. Juventus Villarreal is at one one, and um, Chelsea take a two goal lead uh, to Lille as well. Um, we've had some breaking news actually while we've been doing this. Jurgen Klopp's been doing his pre match press conference for this game uh, I have got a tweet up from our good friend Neil Jones of the aforementioned Jero Insight with Neil Jones show uh, Jürgen Klopp says Thiago Firmino and Matip all trained yesterday not sure exactly we have to see how they react Thiago's fine I think Joel is fine Bobby it makes sense probably to give a few more days training wow can't see my smile when you said that <laughs> oh mate <laughs> mate I mean that in that in that scenario, then particularly someone like Thiago, uh, Dan, there's there's maybe something there where I don't think he starts this by any mm. stretch, but it'd be nice just to go 15 minutes at the back end, get him back out and get him up and running because he, if we can, I, I think if we can keep him fit for the rest of the season, he's his pivotal to to what we're trying to do as Salah or, or Van Dijk yeah. or Allison. Yeah, of course he is for many reasons. Obviously, his quality being sort of the main one. But also, I said it before on the show, his serial winner, his mentality, he's been there, he's done it, Champions League, whatever the format, he's done it over and over again. Um, getting him back involved, like you, I don't think he starts tomorrow, by any stretch of his imagination, but if we can get him sort of 15, 20 minutes and maybe replace Cater, who we've already spoke about managing his minutes, to get Thiago back up and running for what's to come, it's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lewis Howes sent a super chat in saying, up for the game tomorrow, best pre-match pint. Where do you go for your pre-match bevies? Oh, where do we go? I go the halfway house. 
You want to it on like the bottom oh, road. road. Yeah, down the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, down the bottom. Uh, sort of down the hill from Anfield. Sandon. You'll not have a bad time in any of the pubs around Anfield to be perfectly honest. Twelve man sound as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Man. Yeah, no, no shortage of good bevies. Um, if anyone's got their favourite, is there? What, if, if anyone's got a lucky pub, let us know in the comments. We all go there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone got a lucky boozer? Uh, it definitely helps to know those kind of things. I think a little bit of course knowledge and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, sound. Um, in terms of the eleven, then so. Allison, mm-hmm. Trent, Canate, Van Dyke, Robbo, yeah. Fabinho, mm-hmm. yeah. Henderson, yeah. Curtis Jones for me. Curtis Jones for Ian. Cater for me, yeah. I'll go Cater. Left wing, Mane, yeah. yeah. Centre forward, Jota, Jota. Yeah. and Salah. Salah yeah. okay. If you've got any problems with that whatsoever, Unlucky, you just gonna have to live with them. <laughs> uh, no. uh, yeah, actually, we had one comment actually, which I think ties us in neatly as well. Um, that someone's saying, "Are you streaming the uh, Clock Press Conference?" We are not, but we've finally been able to sort it out. So we have got. Uh, all of Jürgen Klopp's pre and post match press conferences uh, moving forward from here. Actually, uh, that will be up a little bit later on. So if you missed it live. Uh, we'll be uploading it after the fact on YouTube in video form and in podcast form as well. So wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify or Acast or iTunes or whatever, yeah, the club press conference uh, will be in full. And whoever the player is that they put up for the Champions League one, that should be up there as well from now and for the rest of the season and moving into next season as well. And just about to make a point on this because someone said, oh, is this, is this legit or have you started nicking this? <laughs> and back in the day, like I literally used to like film the BBC website with my camera on the, yeah, on the yeah. laptop screen. <laughs> uh, but no, it is legit. But because I always said, and people always said, like, what, what, what do you do? And I, obviously, we call it Redmen Plus now. But I always said, if everyone who subscribes to us on YouTube, and that's coming up on half a million people, if you all subscribed to Redmen Plus, I promised, and I've said this for years, that I would put in a bid for Premier League rights. Okay. <laughs> like, I will put it. I will put in a bid for Liverpool uh, to get Liverpool games, uh, you know, access to full Liverpool game streaming because we will have the financial clout to do that. Uh, we haven't made it there yet. But this is the first step towards where <laughs> domination is because of the people who've joined Redmen Plus and those wonderful people who support what we do. Uh, we can actually afford to legitimately pay for the press conferences and stuff like. So yeah, another step along the path to what Redmen I have always hoped Redmen could be, and that is the only home of Liverpool Football Club. <laughs> We're going to put LFC TV in the mud. We're going to put Sky in the mud and BT, and they're going to go the way of Satanta Sports if I have my way. And I and ITV wow. Digital. That's yeah. the way we're going to t- get, <laughs> so, get your hands in your pockets. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. If you want more content from us in the meantime, don't just think of it as a free donation. We give you loads of extra stuff. I've mentioned the JNO Insight Show. We've got tons of documentaries, features, podcasts uh, galore. Uh, additionally, to all the free stuff we put out on YouTube. But yeah, get over to Redmond Plus on the RedmondTV.com. Uh, that would be absolutely lovely. Score prediction before we go. Dan. 3 0. 2 0. 3-1 to Liverpool. Boo. That's not the one I go Boo for, 3-1. I might miss the 3-1. I don't even know why. I don't, even, I don't think I can believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I put myself on the spot and I asked the question. Right, sad. We're going to wrap up there. Thank you so much for joining us for the Build Up Show. Starting at 11, we'll follow. There'll be a watch-along on Tuesday night as well. Uh, and a whole host of amazing content, of course, over on Redmond Plus. Don't forget to check out the Egan Club press conference. It'll be up uh, a little bit later on as well if you want to watch that in full or listen to it in full. And uh, that, gents, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And hopefully the Reds can smash their way past Inter into the Champions League quarterfinals. Ta-da. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.